Yeah, good morning again, and good morning, uh, Jericho Road. Glad to see you. Ready to shout out, I love God, and I love you. I love God, and I love you. Thanks a lot. Uh, we're going to excuse our youth, uh, head upstairs. Have a blessed time, you guys. So glad you're here to worship with us. We're, I'm always so full of joy. Wasn't that super cute? I, there were so many cute moments already this morning. I don't know why Kyle this morning doing his little solo is so cute. And I was like, don't mess up, son. Don't mess up. You know, it was so good. Uh, so powerful and, and they nailed it. So great job, Kyle and, and even Trevor. I know they're adult-like people and we're not supposed to say they're super cute, but uh, as we get older and older, we can say they're cute, right? They're, they're fantastic. So it's so neat watching our young people step into what God's having them do. And, and again, also for our praise team, just thank you. I know Trevor mentioned it, but thank you so much for week in and week out just blessing us so crazy. So next week is a Thanksgiving Sunday. So if you're going to prepare something, that's for next week where we're going to eat all together, and we'd really like that. Also, I didn't mention uh, uh, Missionary Tommy Kang. I forgot his name for a second. <laughs> missionary Tommy Kang sent an update letter, um, and that's out in the lobby. If you can uh, go ahead and read that. We just printed hard copies. We don't want the email going around. And uh, would you just be really careful as you share that uh, in- information? It's pretty sensitive. And he was sharing some stuff, uh, which is worth reading. Uh, kind of some stuff about persecution and different things going on right now in where he's at. And so uh, they, they would appreciate our prayers as all our missionaries would. So today we're finishing up our generous series uh, with the culmination of generosity. So we talked about uh, generosity in giving our, our time and our abilities and giving our finances. And the thing that we need to be most generous, is, uh, generous with is our Jesus. But I think that this is really tough because over about the last 50 years, there's been an increasingly popular language that separates faith uh, from real life or public life. So in our culture today, matters of faith are supposed to be private. They're supposed to be unshared. And unfortunately, for, for the most part, Christians have sort of went along with that idea so that Jesus and faith have become largely ignored or silenced in our daily language. And so our culture didn't used to be like this. American culture wasn't this 50 years ago or so. But, but now it's sort of, yeah, you can have your faith. You just got to keep that private. It's something that shouldn't come up at Thanksgiving dinner. You know, faith in politics shouldn't come up. And so for the most part, I think Christians have kind of bought into that. And I would say that we've bought into that just simply by observation of Christians in the workplace. That it seems that, that the Jesus language has fallen out uh, of favor, and, and I sort of, it rings really true when uh, Kanye West has become a believer. Many of you, if you've read the news, or you follow hop, hip-hop, hop-hip, oh man, oh dang, I'm not that old, I swear. Um, if you follow hip-hop at all, or, or even pop stuff, uh, Kanye West became a believer, but, but he's never on the radio. He's got number one uh, album, and no one would know it because the radio never plays it. And when you hear him talk, I hear he was on James Corden, and he's talking Jesus, and you could see James Corden getting, like, uncomfortable as Kanye kept saying Jesus over and over, and there's no way they're going to be able to edit out because it's too often, right? And so, like, and then he tries to say, like, well, how about this? And he's all, well, blah, 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 back to Jesus. <laughs> how about this? Blah, 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 back to Jesus. And, and you can see just the discomfort in James Corden because he's probably a really good mirror of what, what our modern culture kind of looks like, what he's interested, how he talks, and how he communicates. And so it's become increasingly unpopular uh, to be able to share Jesus just casually in the, in the public marketplace or the public square. And I think many of us feel that pressure. And so we end up not being generous with our Jesus because of the narrative of this private faith that comes from the culture. I think that many of us have fallen into that. 
I don't want to say trap, but that, that kind of trap. We've fallen into that similar mindset. But that's probably not the only reason that we don't share Jesus or we don't share our faith. So I was trying to think of some reasons that perhaps we don't share our faith. And uh, here are some objections that may have been keeping you from being generous with your Jesus. Now, I think that it's really important to be honest. I think it's important to just uh, be honest and be ourselves and say, like, uh, quite honestly, here's why I don't share Jesus with people. And I think saying it out loud helps. I don't know if you've ever been to therapy, but somehow when you say something out loud, it changes the narrative even in your own head. Somehow hearing it out out loud, it'll make it either sound ridiculous or it'll affirm something. And so I'm going to say out loud some of the worries and doubts and insecurities that we might have. So one of them is just I'm uncomfortable sharing. It just makes me uncomfortable. Another is I don't want to alienate people. I don't want to push them away. I don't want other people to feel uncomfortable around me. I don't want to be that person at the office. You know that person, right? I don't want to be that person. Maybe I'm afraid of rejection. Perhaps you've said, well, I I just don't know the Bible well enough. Um, Maybe you say, well, I I actually just want my church to stay exactly the way it is. I I don't want new people coming. Maybe you've said, well, my personality doesn't allow it. I'm an introvert. Code for being a jerk sometimes, right? (laughs) Gives me an excuse to not be nice because I'm an introvert. Maybe you say, like, oh, I just forget to. And for some of us, you just say, I I don't want to. (laughs) Bottom line, be honest, I just don't want to. What's yours? We're going to say ours out loud right now. Do any of those resonate with you, or do you have a different one? So ready? We're going to say it uh, all together. Ready? One, two, three. I think mine's because I'm an introvert. I make excuse. <laughs> hey, oh, mine was mic'd. Dang it. That's a murmur. Mine was like all loud. Look, I hear your objections, and, and, I, and I oftentimes share them. And oftentimes I don't share Jesus as, as publicly as I know I want to, and certainly not as much as I know I should. But let's see if perhaps by looking at God's word, perhaps the scales of our heart could be tipped. If we will once again engage our hearts and mind in God's word and see what he has to say about this particular idea. If his admonition is enough to outweigh our objections. So here's a few verse to offer counterbalance to our objections. Now I'm not going to go over each of the objections one by one. But I'm just going to ask, so yeah, we have these objections. Yep, we got these worries. We got these things in our hearts and minds. So let's hear what God says about it and see which one weighs heavy. Um, and so here's three thoughts, because all things spiritual come in threes, right? The Trinity and that sort of stuff. I could say the Trinity is not spiritual, right? So here are three thoughts on it, and then some verses to follow. The first thought is uh, that we need to know that each of us is a missionary on a mission. Check out this scripture, which is more powerful than I can say it. It says, therefore, if anyone's in Christ, the new creation has come. The old's gone. The new's here. All this is from God, who reconciled us to himself through Christ. And then he gave us the ministry of reconciliation. That God was reconciling the world to himself in Christ, 
not counting people's sin against them. And he has committed to us the message of reconciliation. We are, therefore, Christ's ambassadors as though God were making his appeal through us. 1 Peter 2. But you're different now. You are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession, so that you might declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. Once you were not a people, but now you're the people of God. Once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. Look, the moment that we are reconciled to God and he gives us at that very moment, once I say yes to Jesus and I, and I walk in Jesus and I'm free from my sin, he says, at that moment, I make you a minister of reconciliation as if God were making his appeal to the world on, uh, through me on his behalf. God says, if you've received the ministry of reconciliation, if you have joined back with the Father God, therefore, through Jesus Christ, you've asked him to be Lord and Savior and reunited with the Father, if you've had that kind, kind of reconciliation with God, the moment you have that, you become a reconciler for others. God says, I'm going to make my appeal to the world through you. You heard the gospel through somebody else. You met Jesus because somebody else shared him with you. You met Jesus because somebody else talked about him in public with you. I haven't heard anyone here that said, miraculously, Jesus tore up in the heaven and spoke to me, and that's how I became a Christian. I haven't heard it. It was because someone invited you to church, and they said, would you sit by me? And you did. That was mine. And then someone brought you shoes to your apartment, and you gave your life to Jesus. Your story is different than mine, but it's the same. God reconciled you to him. And when he does, he says, I am going to make you a reconciler. Not just the pastor or the missionary. Every one of us has this, missionary, this, this ministry of reconciliation because we're now a different type of person. We're a new nation created to be a royal priesthood. It's not just Pastor Sam. You can start calling yourself pastor. You fill in your name right there. Go ahead. I ordained you all. Missionary, pastor, you can use all those titles, it's all right. We are a royal priesthood. Altogether, we are called to declare the praises of him who reconciled us, to introduce other people to him so that they may begin a relationship with him. So that's our first thought, that we are all missionaries on mission. You don't have to go to a foreign country. You have to go to work on Monday. And you are at missions. You have to go to school on Monday. After this, you're going to have to go to a party with some friends. You're a missionary at that party. The second thought is, um, if you're a believer, you think Jesus is good news, and other people will also. I know it's shocking, like, right? I accepted Jesus Christ. I think he's really good news. So will other people. Romans 10 says it this way. <clears throat> As it's written, how beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news. Now, this is just a quote from Isaiah. So Paul stole from Isaiah, just like all good pastors steal from somewhere else, right? Isaiah said, How beautiful on the mountain are the feet of those who bring good news, who proclaim peace, who bring good tidings, who pro proclaim salvation, who say to Zion, Your God reigns. So it's interesting that somehow we've convinced ourselves that other people won't like Jesus. I, have you done that in your own mind? Like, like, I really like Jesus. I like him a lot. I love him. 
I'd give my life for him. I have given my, literally my vocational life to him, given my personal life to him. We live our lives as a family by his principles. And somehow I think that other people won't find that as exciting or as fun. But if I do, then they're going to also. If they get to know him. See, what we have is good news. It really is. In a world that's, that's, that's dying and desperate, it doesn't matter how prosperous they are. It doesn't matter where they are. Irvine depression is higher than Santa Ana depression, I would bet. Depression's depression. It's everywhere. Unfulfillment, unsatisfaction, hurt marriages, hurt people, damage, sorrow, difficulty, life struggles, searching for meaning. It is the same thing everywhere. And we have the answer. We have good news to bring to people, to tell them, hey, you know you're searching for hope? I've got hope. I'm not it, but I've got something to tell you. You know, you're searching for love. I've got something to tell you. You're searching for fulfillment. You're searching to fill that peace. You, you've tried drug, sex, and, and alcohol. You've tried uh, money. You've tried work, and it hasn't filled that void. Let me share with you something that will fit that exact piece of the void that you have, and it's Jesus. Look, we have good, good news. And when we share it, I hope it sounds like good news. The terrible part is when Christians sound, uh, sell good news or, or share good news as bad news, right? That's my least favorite thing. It's the good news of the gospel. You're going to hell! Yes, but the good news is you don't have to go to hell. I think you've misphrased that if you had the you're going to hell poster. The, the, the phrase is you can go to heaven poster. That's the good news. Hell is like the bad news. We're not called to share the bad news. And that's not to say we don't ever talk about sin. Because I don't want to be accused of that. I am I'm absolutely comfortable talking about sin and saying that we have it and that we need to deal with that. But that's probably not your lead line. It's probably not good news. <laughs> it, it is good news if you're a sinner. Hey, brother, I recognize you're sinning a lot, but you know what? There's salvation for that. There's hope from that. You can't just stay in that dark place. You, you got good news, and it should sound like good news. It should be presented as good news because the person listening, uh, they need to see Jesus. Jesus is the good news. Yes, we have the problem. That's the bad news. But Jesus is the good news. We have to share him. It's funny that with almost everything else in life, if we really like something, we tell others about it. With almost every other area of our life. I don't know about you, but when I super love something, I like to share about it with other people. And I know it's not just me, because I was at the small group, the North County, Orange County small group, and then someone brought out this thing called a Yonana, Yonana, Frozen Nana, something with Nanas in it, and uh, so I think so. We were at Sil's house, and she uh, she brought out this Yo Nana, and it's like you put frozen things in it, and it makes ice cream magically somehow. Uh, I, yeah, I'm not sure how the physics work at all, and she didn't either. But she was, it was potatoes in there, blueberries in there, like everything popped out, and then it popped out as ice cream. And I was, she was like, "Look at this, it's magic!" And we're like, "Whoa!" And everyone thought it was magic, and and. Like, if she had five of those to sell, we would have bought five. She could have been a spokesperson for Yonana right at that moment. In fact, we went home, and my wife's like, we buying that. And so we went on Amazon, and we bought a Yonana because Sel sold us a Yonana. Sel sold us a Yonana at her house. And how many other people from that small group bought a Yonana? I know there were two or three of us that bought Yonanas. I hope you got your, like, cut, your kickback from that. It was like when you go to those candle parties, and they make you buy candles, those women parties, right? It was like one of those. But... But uh, it's awesome, right? It tastes wonderful. It's great for you. There's nothing sugar added. It's just frozen food. And, then, and so it was like we're all telling the good things about this and why it's so wonderful. It tastes great. And kids love it. And 
blah, 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 blah. And there was no guilt. You didn't feel shame or worry about sharing about Yonana. You didn't, have to, you didn't have to read the instructions about Yonana. You didn't have to know everything about Yonana. I knew that it went in there, you swish, and then it comes out wonderful. That's it. That's all I know about it. And I'm willing to tell someone else about Yonana because it's great. I don't know anything about it. I don't know how the physics works. I don't know who makes it. I don't care. I just know a tiny bit. And it's enough to share it because I like it. If you like it, then we share it. And I hope that doesn't, well, maybe it should cause you to go back, hmm, do I really like Jesus? <laughs> I go to church a lot. But if I don't like Jesus, well, that, that's a good question to answer, right? If that was one of your objections, I, I just don't like him enough. Well, awesome. Well, let's deal with that objection. That, that, let's search your heart together. Let's pray. Let's, let's figure out how to deal with that piece because you're not going to share something that you don't like. But we ought to share things that we like. So if you think Jesus is good, then other people are going to also. How, how amazing are the feet of the person who brings good news. And that's what we have. And the third thought is, uh, don't be stingy with something that you think is amazing. Psalm 96.3 says, Declare his glory among the nations, his marvelous works among the people. Like, once you realize God is awesome, once you realize God is really good, once you realize God is powerful, don't be stingy with sharing that. Like, if you think God is amazing and wonderful... Don't be stingy with it. Like, I'm stingy sometimes. I'm stingy a lot with waffle fries. I go to Chick-fil-A. I love Chick-fil-A. I'm an apologist. I'll tell you all about Chick-fil-A. I know all sorts of things about it. Love it. Love to eat there. And I always buy waffle fries. And if my wife or kids try to touch a waffle fry, I don't let them. I said, if you want waffle fries, you order your own waffle fries. Stop trying to grab mine. Because there's only like seven in there. Like, right? They don't fit totally. So maybe like five. And then some crumbs at the bottom, but are good too. So I'm super stingy with my waffle fries. I'm like, I'm willing to buy you your own waffle fries, but please don't try to touch mine. I'm, I'm serious. I'll, I'll buy you five fries. Just stop trying to touch my waffle fries. I just want my fries, man. And I, they're laughing because it's serious. My wife's like... And I'm super stingy with it. Because there's a limited quantity... The nice part about Jesus is there is not a limited quantity. You can, be, you can be generous with Jesus and still have enough for yourself. It's not like waffle fries. Jesus is, is unlimited, and he has love for every single person. And so there's no need to be stingy with him. If he's amazing and you love it, it's like an unlimited box of, of uh, crisp cut fries, waffle fries. You can just keep giving them out, and there'll still be plenty for yourself. Like, uh, we got to tell what Jesus has done for us. we got to talk about, like, how he's working in our life every day. That, that's what sharing your testimony is, what evangelizing is, what sharing the good news. Like, it's not about knowing the Bible and having verses memorized. It's just talking about well, how God has helped you. You go to work and say, well, I had a really great time at, at church this weekend. You're telling your coworker. I had a really good time. I have some neat friends that are there. and We just had a great time worshiping this weekend. And I, I, you should come by sometime. Just like that. Just telling what God's doing. Or you go back and say, like, hey, friend, I've been praying for you. I know you're going through a hard time. I've just been praying for you. I wanted you to know that. That's sharing Jesus. That's being generous with your Jesus. We've been talking about becoming generous with our, our time, with our finances, with our abilities. And we've got to become generous with our Jesus. 
again, like with our finances, I'm not telling you it, this because like, because I don't like you. I don't, I don't say we need to share Jesus so that our church could become bigger because you're not good enough as church members or that somehow I don't love you. The reason I'm sharing this with you is precisely because I do love you. And I know that God wants you to participate in this type of generosity. And if you don't follow what God wants in your life, then you're going to be missing a huge part. I know we have some objections, but I'm telling you, the positive that comes from it, even in your own personal life, even in your own emotional life, even in your own day-to-day walk, they're going to outweigh the, uh, the negatives. Because this is how God created for you. you. You are a new people. He created you for this. God knows that when you're generous with your faith, with your Jesus, it's going to bring you incredible joy, internal satisfaction, and it's going to glorify him. It's like win, win, win. I think we each know the, the joy of giving a gift, right? Ever, I love giving gifts. Uh, though I'm stingy with waffle fries. I don't like, but, but I like to buy waffle fries for people. I'm, I'm pretty generous like that. I love giving gifts to other people. And the reason is, when, when I give it, I feel really good about it. I, I feel, um, I don't know, I feel like I've helped their life. I've blessed them. I've encouraged them by giving a gift. And, and what if we each had the greatest gift of all? What if we could share Jesus with someone? And God asked you to give the gift of his son, eternal salvation, to the people that you love and that you care about that are around you. Ephesians says this, For it's by grace that I've been saved, or that you've been saved through faith. And this isn't from yourself. It's actually the gift from God. It's not by your own works so that you could boast. Because we are God's handiwork. We're created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. Folks, you were created for this. You were created to share Jesus with others. He created you uniquely to reach people that only you can reach, to offer a gift to those who are in desperate need of a gift. Giving the gift of Jesus to someone, it it beats a stocking stuffer. It's better than a new scarf. You have the greatest gift in all of eternity, and you get to be the hander out. You you get to be the giver of this present to somebody else. God is is ultimately the provider of the gift, but you get to walk it over and say, hey, check out what God has for you. You get to participate in this gift giving that God has given to you first. If you know Jesus and you call him Lord and Savior, it is now your honor your privilege and your joy to share that blessing with other folks. Knowing that that God wants them in his kingdom and knowing that it's a fantastic gift to give. Try it with your kids. Just give them an empty box and say, I give you Jesus this Christmas. Now, maybe your kids won't like that for their Christmas present, but I'm not saying in lieu of all other gifts ever. But this is the greatest gift that we could give. We don't have anything better. I have nothing better to offer you ever than Jesus Christ. And you don't have anything better to offer to any of your friends or your loved ones uh, or your non-friend loved ones, even co-worker folks. This is the greatest thing, and it's free, and it's unlimited, and God says, I want you to bear that gift. You are my ambassador. You are the bringer of that gift. Over the last uh, year, over every few months or so, I've been challenging you guys, and maybe you've heard the phrase, certainly you've heard the phrase from here, 
that I've been challenging to step out in faith and to respond to something. A couple of big ones, I, I asked you to step out in faith and support our short-term missions team, and you did, as a church. I asked you to step out in faith and commit to finding uh, and being part of 100-plus prayer sponsorships for people you've never even met, and you did. Time and time again, I've asked you to step out in faith, and at each turn, you have. And God has blessed our church because of it. And I think that everyone that I've spoke to that have participated in stepping out in faith, God has blessed your life through it. And today I'm going to ask you to step out in faith again. Here's what it is today. I'm going to ask you to invite someone to come to church next week. Right? Have you ever said, let's do lunch to your friend? And then you never do lunch? Why not? Why don't you ever do lunch? Because you didn't set it up. Let's do lunch with our friend. Let's invite someone, and I'm going to tell you it's next week. The only time I ever do lunch with a friend is when I get out my calendar. I say, okay, what day is good for you? And they're like, oh, oh we're actually going to meet. Yeah. <laughs> boom, boom, boom. Type it in. So I'm going to ask you to step out in faith and to invite someone to next week. And next week's a really perfect time because it's Thanksgiving. Uh, we're going to have a cool family service all together. Everyone's going to be downstairs. It's always a little bit shorter. It's kind of fun. Great music, good people, amazing food. And so it's a perfect opportunity for you to invite somebody. And so I'd like you to do that. Um, I'm going to ask you to step out in faith and make that commitment today to invite someone to church ne next week. Now, I've made it easy for you. I took the liberty of printing some invitation cards. Now, uh, those are these yellow cards. You're going to see them. They're on our communion tables up here. And it just says, it's super simple. It says, you're invited to come to Jericho Road. On the back it says, I've been praying for you personally, and I'd love for you to sit by me. See you on Sunday. Right? So you're just going to, I don't want you to take a lot. I want you to take one. That's my challenge for you. Just one. Would you be willing to step out in faith and invite one person with his heart? So you're praying for it ahead of time. God's already put their name probably on your heart right, right now. And you're like, no, not that one. Yes, probably that one. The one you tried to throw away four times in your brain and then it keeps coming back. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. That's how the Holy Spirit works. <laughs> I didn't say their name to your brain, right? Like, you're nervous, not because of me right now. You're nervous because God is telling you through the Holy Spirit that that's the name. And these cards are blank. It doesn't have your, their name. You're going to get to fill that in. There's no blank spot, but write their name on there. And I'm going to ask you to step out of faith, out of your comfort zone, and, and see if God is, is good. Remember last week he said uh, about the tithing, test me in this. Test God in this. Now, it doesn't mean that they're going to come. But that's between them and God. God doesn't tell you to make people to come. Don't kidnap anybody. Don't force anyone to be here. God says, be my ambassador. Just, just tell them. And your pastor gave you a day to do it. And he gave you a card to do it. And like, this is a, that's how it gets. Here you go. Shroom. Please don't just put it on their window anonymously, uh, the car window underneath there. And then like, God, whew, I invited them. Man, did that one. I am sweet. I'm, I'm good to go right now. Uh, no, you're not. Uh, you failed. <laughs> so I'm going to invite you to do that. Um, doesn't mean they'll come. That's up to God. It does mean they're invited. That's up to you. And I chose next week just because Thanksgiving works really well. All right, so we're going to move into a time of communion and then a, and a worship song. And I, I've put it there on, on purpose, our communion. As you go and take communion and receive Jesus Christ, the greatest gift of all, there's going to be a card there. And if he prompts you, 
If the Holy Spirit's speaking to you, I want to invite you to pick up a card as well. So take the card and the communion as you go back. And we have communion in four stations today. And uh, that way you don't feel singled out by having to stand up and go get a card or something. And I don't want to just toss them out to everybody because I don't want you to throw them away. I want you to pick one card up and, and commit to pray and then invite someone this week. Praise team's going to come up, up here. I know Jerry's looking a little worried. Should I go? Should I go? Yes, you should go. All right, so that's what we're going to do in, in just a second. So we're going to go into this time of communion. Now, communion is time when we remember Jesus. And we receive from Jesus all that he's done for us by dying for our sins on the cross, broken for us, reconciling us to God. And then we're going to have this worship response song to him. And I'm going to ask you to take the communion, but as you do, I want you to consider stepping out in faith and take one invitation card to share with someone else so that they too may hear about Jesus. I'll talk about Jesus next week. I'm going to share him pretty clearly with everyone who comes. And so this is our opportunity. Let me pray for us as we go into this communion and worship time. Jesus, you are you're better than anything I can buy on Amazon. There is no greater gift in the universe. I think this is true intellectually. I think it's true spiritually. Help me to respond appropriately to things that I think is true. God, I pray for my friends here. We're scared right now. We're nervous, and we haven't even done anything. But God, you are powerful. And every time I step out in faith, you are good. And I trust your people to you right now that if they will step out in faith, you are good. We love you, God. And I want to invite each of you to a time of communion and then to worship.